Welcome to Expanding Your Faith with Bishop Gregory Godsey and Father Matthew Schnabel. Expanding Your Faith looks at modern faith and spirituality questions, as well as conducts interviews with movers and shakers in different and varied faith traditions. Our broadcast is brought to you by the hardworking staff at the Office of Communications and Media Relations in the Old Catholic Churches International. Stay tuned as we work on expanding your faith. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expanding Your Faith. I'm Bishop Greg, and joining me tonight is Father Matt. Yo. And uh, we're talking tonight about a rather disturbing trend that's been going on in the country. We're going to talk about a couple of different things, but one of the major topics today is the disturbing trend that's been going on across the country um, and it's been going on for a while, kind of in quiet, kind of um, behind the scenes, but lately it has really taken on a more sinister, a more public, a more in-your-face approach, and that is the increase in anti-Semitism in our country, and so first, to give you kind of an idea of what anti-Semitism is, because I get asked a lot by younger people who have never obviously heard the word, uh, anti-Semitism tends to be applied to um, hatred or uh, violence against people of Jewish ancestry, although um, it can mean anyone with a Semitic background. Um, so there are other uh, groups of people that fit into that category, but it most commonly is applied to Jewish people because they're the ones who tend to get the most uh, hate and violence um, uh, of that type. Um, and we're talking about behavior that started centuries ago, I mean, there's been a long history of anti-Semitism in the world, but um, we kind of had this whole war back in the 1930s and 40s um, over a, a large amount of anti-Semitism and hatred towards the Jewish community, and for many people they thought that that um, great World War II had kind of stamped out a lot of that hatred and bigotry and violence towards Jewish people. Unfortunately, it did not. Um, it just went underground. And now we're beginning to see in uh, the United States a huge increase in anti-Semitism. Um, and what it's beginning to be enshrined in law, even. Um, and a good example of that are two cases out of Tennessee. Uh, one of the cases out of Tennessee was about a couple who had gone to a Christian uh, adoption and foster care program a program that received state funds 
and was licensed by the state to provide training and counseling and preparation for foster parents and those wishing to adopt children in order to get uh, to go through a class to be certified to be a foster parent and an adoptee so that they could then adopt a child out of Florida and this Jewish couple had arranged for this training program to occur and the day before uh, they were to go for training they got an email from the agency that said we can no longer allow you to go through the training because you're Jewish that was in January of 2021 and it took the couple until May of 2021 to find another agency willing to allow them to go through the training to get trained and then of course longer to finish the process with Florida to do the adoption slash fostering program that they wanted to do. So the Jewish couple sued um, the agency, the, the Fundamentalist Christian Agency, and the Tennessee Supreme Court ruled that um, delaying their ability to foster a child, forcing them to go to a uh, separate uh, organization to get this training done, uh, was perfectly legal. That separate meant they were still equal. Well, we had a whole uh, debate over this because back uh, years ago there was a case called Plessy v. Ferguson Wellway Supreme Court, in which the Supreme Court ruled in Plessy v. Ferguson that separate was equal when it came to people of color. That as long as there was a separate water fountain for people of color and a separate water fountain for white people, it was okay. As long as there was a separate lunch counter for white people and a separate lunch counter for people of color, it was okay. Brown v. Board of Education came along uh, several years later and said no separate cannot be equal if you are separating people based on anything class uh, race religion gender anything like that then you are disadvantaging them um, because you are delaying their ability to receive services you are inhibiting their ability to have the same opportunities as their white uh, uh, fellow human beings. And so you can't do that. Brown versus Board of Education said you cannot do that. Well, in Tennessee, Tennessee Supreme Court basically said, well, uh, if you're Jewish, then you can be delayed, you can be denied service, you can be made to go get service somewhere else months and months and years later and that's okay because you at least still got the services you wanted so they have reestablished the Plessy v. Ferguson doctrine of separate but equal in the state of Tennessee oh and made a case law so that any other state can call upon it as an example exactly having made it case law any other state including the federal government can then use it as precedent 
to say, okay, we're returning separate but equal. So essentially, this is the first step to getting rid of Brown versus Board of Education. This case will likely go to the U.S. Supreme Court, where it will be forced to weigh in whether or not Plessy v. Ferguson, or this case in Tennessee, uh, is the law of the land, or Brown versus Board of Education is the law of the land. And if you think that they'll choose Brown versus Board of Education, you've not been paying attention lately. Well, I don't know. It depends on if Clarence Thomas cries foul or not. But when has Clarence Thomas actually done anything halfway progressive? Well, that's my point. So then, a second case out of Tennessee has come up in the last couple of days. This case involving the Davison County uh, County Board and Court System, which have ruled that it is quite okay to put up signs in your shops, in your businesses, in Davison County, Tennessee, which is Nashville, the state capital, that say, no Jews allowed. Yes, you heard that correctly. They now are allowing in Nashville, Tennessee, businesses and organizations to put up signs that say, no Jews allowed in their establishments. For those that thought the Tennessee case of the couple in the adoption agency was a fluke, it's not. It is a systematic process whereby Tennessee and other states will follow in which they are branding Jews as no longer equal citizens. This comes on the heels of last weekend in San Antonio, Texas, the San Antonio, Texas Jewish Association had to send out a notice to all of its Jewish members, to all the synagogues and, and uh, Jewish organizations in the area, that they had to cancel services and events last weekend because the FBI had received a credible threat of violence against the Jewish community in San Antonio, Texas. This is not isolated in a vacuum instances. These are all connected. Because when they see, when these kind of anti-Semites, these fascists, see that the courts are backing them up and enshrining anti-Semitism as law, they feel they then have the ability to visit violence upon those people. And that's what we're seeing today. Is we are seeing violence being unleashed on the Jewish communities because they are Jewish. Nothing more. Nothing more. And we're also seeing that being played out quite vividly 
on social media. Um, I personally have called out um, this kind of uh, hatred and bigotry against the uh, Jewish community only to have horribly anti-Semitic comments posted calling Jewish people demons and devils and saying that anybody who supports them uh, are not true Christians, not true Americans, not real patriots. And I would be able to say to you these are isolated incidents if it were one or two accounts. But there are dozens of these accounts making the very same kinds of claims. Not just on TikTok, but on Facebook and YouTube and you now. This is the kind of hatred and violence that we are beginning to see. And if you think for a moment they're going to stop with Jewish people, they're not. Jewish people are just the beginning. Because if Brown versus Board of Education gets thrown out, then they can discriminate against anyone for any reason. They can discriminate against the LGBTQIA community, people of color, Asians, Jewish people. They can discriminate against anyone, women as well. We come back to an era where even certain types of white people, Irish, Italian, are no longer protected because they too were abused in the early days of the country. Catholics. Catholics. So the reality is this is a huge issue that has to be addressed. And unfortunately, so many people view it as, well, they view it one of two ways. Well, that's not my concern because I'm not Jewish. To which I remind them of Reverend Neomolder's um, poem that says, they came for the trade unionists and I said nothing because I wasn't a trade unionist. And then they came from the for the socialists, and I didn't say anything because I wasn't a socialist. And then they came for the Jews, and I didn't say anything because I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. And the second thing that people are, are saying and looking at is, I'm too overwhelmed by all of this to do anything. I'm too concerned with how it will affect my reputation, my standing in the community, how many friends I will lose, how many family members I will lose if I stand up against this kind of behavior. And I will remind you that wiser people than myself once said, the only thing evil needs to triumph is for good people to do nothing. And when you're more concerned about your reputation, when you're more concerned with your standing, 
and who you might lose and what friends you might lose, you do nothing. And in the process, evil triumphs. But I think what where a lot of people are concerned is is how sudden this appears to be. It, especially in, from different parts of the country that, you know, the more northern aspects of the country, they're like, well, wait, we dealt with this. This isn't a thing. But for people like you and I who have grown up in the south, you know, Kentucky being the south, technically, um, we all know that there's always been this undercurrent of anti-Semitism around. Sure. Um, I grew up in Florida. Um, especially the northern part of Florida. Um, and there was always kind of this undercurrent of tension between the Jewish community and the white southern aristocracy that was old money in the south. Yes. Um, you saw it especially in places like country clubs where they would have the this rule this old rule of no Jews and blacks allowed and it was it was allowed to stand because it was a private owned country club so they could exclude whoever they wanted to and it was held up by state law or homeowners associations that had provisions that you couldn't have Jews or black people or or you could only have two Jews per neighborhood yeah. and then the rest were white southern families so you'd have this tension of a majority white southern protestant anglo-saxon protestant versus the two jews jewish families in the neighborhood yeah we're joined now by reverend uh ren ingles and bishop ben williams hello all it helps if i turn the uh, speaker back on so that everybody can hear you all, um, because it went off and earlier and I forgot about it. On. So, <laughs> welcome. Good evening. Good evening. Your thoughts on this, Reverend Wren? Um, I honestly think this is appalling. Um, it is only a first step. It's kind of that next step down this line of um, going after people's rights. Mm -hmm. It is um, the next thing we need to fight. Sure. Uh, because the the more we, the farther along the line we allow this to get, the worse it's going to be. Sure. Absolutely. Bishop Ben. You know, it's sad that we're watching our country make uh, a full circle. And like you said, we always repeat history again. And one thing comes to mind, talking about this stuff, is I remember when I was growing up in El Paso, we had neighborhoods that were, that were set aside by realtors from the government that only people of color could buy from. Mm. And then right the, same with the, Jewish, the same thing with the Jewish community here in Houston. They have religious that they're told that they can't sell the Jewish people because they want them to live in their own community. Hmm. 
We were going backwards and not going forward. So come on, people. Yes, the old days of redlining. Yep. Oh, um, so, I mean, redlining never actually went away. That's true. But it got it just better. Got we're going backwards. We had made so much progress. Um, it wasn't gone, but we were making progress. We were. And and this was this is reverting. Absolutely. It's, it's um, appalling. Um, you know, being of a minority faith myself, I'm seeing the backlash in my community as well. Um, so it's just not in the laws yet again. But there's pockets in the South where Judaism is not the minority, but it's the majority. I mean... In West Palm Beach, land of Trump, you have almost a 64% majority of Orthodox Jews in the area. Right. So, the, the, the difference being is that even though in that pocket they're the majority, they're not the majority in the state. So... While they have sway in their local um, community, they don't have sway in the entire state. So um, they can affect things like their local school board. They can affect things like their local um, township or their local city, but they're not going to affect the entire state as far as what laws are put on the books um so like for example when i was growing up my second high school um the the uh school board in that county uh we had all of our um graduations had to be done before friday sundown because at least 50% of the county was Jewish. So all of the thing, everything had to be done before Friday sundown. But in my first high school, still in Virginia, um, that was not the case. And so that wasn't even dealt with at all. Sure. So it wasn't a state thing. It was a local community thing. And we have even more disturbing news. Uh, this is coming right towards the end of, uh, and it just came across my desk in the last couple of days, came towards the end of the school year in the Forest Hills School District in Ohio. And the school district there, uh, in their last local election, speaking of local areas, their last local election elected a bunch of Trump-supported school board members who are anti-science, anti-LGBT, anti-people of color, anti-science. I think I said that, but... And well, and, and 
that would make them anti um, anything but Christian as well. Essentially, yes. And they have had a long tradition of having a diversity day towards the end of the school year to show off diverse cultures to students in Ohio in this school district. And the school board, the school board president canceled diversity day not once, not twice, but three different times over the claim that having a diversity day was giving in to critical race theory. Not only that, but they also approved a curriculum change in the school district that specifically eliminated anti-racism education and put in play the teachings of both sides of World War II. No. The teaching of both sides of World War II, essentially that the fascists were right, and so were the Allies. Can I say something? And I'm just going to state something that is so blatantly obvious. But... My, I had family that fought in World War II so that we wouldn't have Nazism in America. And now we're getting fascism and Nazism here. So... Okay, I've had family in every generation since the Revolution... Mm-hmm. Including World War Two, so they would, so that we would not have fascism in America. Yeah, yeah. This pains me. It is to it's very my painful. core. It is very painful, and when trying to explain, when trying to explain to parents at a packed board me- meeting why they were doing away with anti-racism training. The lady who sponsored the uh, bill before the school board to do away with it could not even articulate what the training was. Had zero clue of what the training was about. They also voted to get away with to do away with social awareness training for students. Are you freaking kidding me? Because they believed it was part of a political agenda to teach socialism to children. Social awareness. Social awareness has nothing to do with socialism. Not even one iota. But they did away with it and the one liberal member of the school board kept trying to explain to them what this social awareness training for children was and they kept insisting it had something to do with socialism or social justice or all of these boogeymen that they were creating and so they voted all of them to one 
to get rid of it. Well, the hope is that if, if people are socially aware that they would recognize injustices when they would happen, whether I would call that social justice or not remains to be seen, but I think it would be something that would be common sense to teach children to be aware that there are people that are discriminated against. And well, their social stupid. awareness program is even more basic than that. It essentially is, get this, this is what really got me. Because I looked this up after listening to the liberal member explain it. I had to know more. Their social awareness program is essentially being aware of other people's social space. Like being three feet, four feet, whatever away. Personal space. You know, personal space. Right. Secondly, how to reason out and work out if my pencil lead breaks... Instead of getting upset and crying, I need to go ask the teacher to let me sharpen my oh, pencil. Oh, they're talking about a kindergartner social awareness program? Yes. Oh, How to understand that I need to go from the library down hall two, down hall four, to get to my classroom. That's what their social awareness program is. And, and basically, if Johnny and... and, and and Jack get into an argument that both of them have a different perspective. That's right. Okay, we're not even talking like... I thought they were talking about like a broad spectrum social awareness. No, no. we're talking basic social awareness. We're not even talking bringing race and ethnicity no. into it. Oh, Jesus. And, and people are thinking that that's socialism. And so they yeah. voted... The board, minus one, wow. minus the liberal member, voted to do away with it because it was considered optional by the state so they could get away with it. They could get rid of it. So now you're not going, you're going to teach kid, not teach kindergartners not to freaking cry in class over spilt milk? Are you kidding Or me? how to get from the library back to their classroom. Mm-hmm. It, it's because it has the word social in it. Because they think mm -hmm. if it has the word social in it, it automatically means social justice. It automatically means... Um, socialism. Socialism. Because they don't understand that everything we do in a society is social. So what all we... of our customs, all of our, I mean, lining up in a, in, a, in a line or a queue to check out at the grocery store is a social event. So if we had rebranded it as personal awareness, no, that because it would've... has the line personal, would, would, the, would the conservatives have been okay with that? No, because... No, because they would have assumed it meant something to do with sexuality and gender. But they talk about yep. personal liberties all the freaking time. It's my personal liberty to own a gun. It's my personal liberty to do this. So, who knows? Our The head of our mod team, uh, Blake, says, no more ice cream socials. Socialism. <laughs> so, but, seriously, nine times out of ten they assume that the word social has to do with socialism unless it's something that they have done 
for years and generations mm-hmm. because they don't understand it. They have no concept beyond what they have been told by comedy channels like OAN and Fox News and America First and all of those different... And Breitbart. And Breitbart and The Beast and, you know, all of these different uh, comedy rags, which that's what essentially they are. They make up news and make up concepts just for the hell of it. And that's what they they make well, their money off of. Well, they make up the concepts in order to present what their audience wants. Yeah. In order to present um, these storylines that the um, people in charge want their audience to hear and to see. Um, it's not so that they can give them facts. Exactly. They got rid of facts a long time ago. Uh, Fox News should probably change their tagline to "We make shit up; you decide if it's true or not." <laughs> well, they have made it perfectly clear that they're an entertainment channel rather than a news channel. They just have news in their name. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And it's, it's very sad because we have all of these kids who are now going to grow up without all of this critical education. And a lot of that critical education is what keeps somebody from becoming anti-Semitic. It yes. keeps them from becoming... It gives them the critical thinking skills to be able to have appropriate social relationships with one another of differing opinions, of different religions, of different ethnicities, of different genders, so that they can survive in a society and work in a society. And now we're going to take that away. Um, So we're going to essentially be creating another whole generation of people who are going to go out there and be as racist as humanly possible as an anti-Semitic as humanly possible, who are going to believe that the fascists in World War II were doing a good thing instead of understanding that the Allies were fighting against them because they were literally killing people because of their ethnicity and religion. The scary thing is, what they glaze over, they blaze over and glaze over the Holocaust as it is now in American history in high school. What are they going to do? Completely erase it from the damn textbook now? Likely. Likely. That is so scary. So part of what we have to do is, again, vote. I'm going to be harping on this from now to November, folks. You have to vote. Vote for people who stand for reason. Who stand, and not just in national elections... But most importantly, in local elections, school board elections, mayoral elections, city council, county council, these things are so vitally important to stop things like what's going on in Forest Hills, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And apart from that, when you have school boards like that, 
challenged them at every single turn. Do not allow them to make these decisions behind closed doors, out of the sight of everyone, out of the light. Bring it to light, make it aware, demand access to the meetings, put pressure on them not to make these regressive changes in our schools and in our society. And continue to stand up and fight against racism and anti-Semitism and bigotry and hatred and misogyny wherever you see it. Wherever you see it. That is the only way we are going to save our republic. Mm -hmm. And just make sure that the candidates that you're voting for actually know how to fight. Amen. That one liberal candidate needs that was on that school board needed to have the right terminology to be able to talk to his fellows. That's right. And she did, thankfully. But it still didn't do any good because they were so yeah, adamant and they outnumbered her, you know, sadly. Right, but if she, if she had had the right um, terminology to talk to them in a way that they would understand, mm -hmm. then she might have swayed at least a couple of them. Possibly. Um, so, we've got we've got to learn to play their game at least a little bit. That's right. You know, not in the way they've cheated, but at least in the rhetoric department um, as far as being able to turn the tide of understanding. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's all the time we have for today, folks. But as usual, another wonderful podcast. Thank you, uh, Reverend Wren and Bishop Ben, Father Matt, for your time tonight. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So good to have you all uh, with us again. Uh, and a quick announcement. Bishop Ben has now become the producer of our podcast, filling a much-needed uh, space that we have had open for quite a while now. And so he'll be helping to formulate upcoming episodes, getting us guests and things of that nature. So um, uh, welcome aboard, Bishop Ben, and I look forward Thank to working you. with you on this uh, project. So with that, I want to say to all of you, uh, check us out on facebook.com forward slash expanding your faith, anchor.fm forward slash expanding dash your dash faith, and your favorite podcast app such as Apple, Google, Spotify, the like for our podcast. Until next week, when we once again attempt to expand your faith, keep fighting and keep shining bright, my friends.